0: You are listening to WERA 96.7 FM, Arlington, Virginia. This is your girl Yazzie Speaks on Millennial Minds. This evening, we have Mr. Doug Spencer. Uh, He is a graduate of Elon University in North Carolina. Shout out to Elon, where we belong. (laughs) (laughs) And he is the co-founder of Bold Exchange. And he is also in his second year at Georgetown Law.
1: Hey yes. Doug. Hey, how you doing? Oh, I'm wonderful. How are you? Good. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for being here. Oh yeah. I'm excited. When Yazzie calls, you know, you got to come up. you got to come here. <laughs> you must so. answer huh? Right. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um
0: so Doug, tell us who you are and where you grew up and you know just tell us tell us who what makes Doug.
1: <laughs> That's a big question. Um <laughs> So I am a a native Washingtonian, Um, born and raised here. Uh, Actually, the first nine years of my life lived in District Heights in Forestville area. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I was nine or 10. I moved to D.C. proper. Um, And my whole family is from D.C. So my mom's parents actually bought a house in D.C. in the early 60s. Okay, And um, my mom has eight brothers and sisters and pretty much all of them grew up in this house in D.C. Um, Unfortunately, my grandparents passed away Mm -hmm. and. They left the house to my mom and her siblings and she ended up buying it. Um so from them. And wow. that's when you you know, you fast forward to me being nine or ten. I moved to D C proper. Um and I'm an only child, so I got a big family, but it's, it's just me. So third generation in this house in D C um mm-hmm. and I wanna pass it down just like it was I passed on. That's right. Um, you know, the city's changing, so I at least yes. wanna keep this little piece um yes. for my family. Yeah, native Washingtonian. <laughs> Even if I go somewhere else, this is I'm um, DC it's through home. and through. So yeah. yeah,
0: respect, respect. Now where was, where is the house?
1: It's on um Capitol Hill, the northeast side. Oh nice. Oh um, that's so, a good area
0: too. Yeah,
1: not far from Eighth Street. So you know it. we I just know talked about great. the city changing. I had someone tell me the other day they're like, Chocolate City is now Cappuccino City,
0: and <laughs> like it's going
1: to be Latte City soon. <laughs> and I'm like, all right. Um, yes. I don't drink coffee, so I, I guess I get the reference what they're saying. <laughs> but um, yeah, so our city is changing a lot.
0: That is true. That is true. But but uh, they listen. They can't get rid of all of us. We we'll yeah. still be. We'll still, you know, some of us just keep our um, equity in the city. And That's then right. too, you know, there's a side note. But I was reading an article not too long ago this sometime this year that was talking about. Uh, long commutes to and from work. Mm-hmm. Um, they they can they lead to like health issues. They can cause also depression. Yeah. Um. And you just lose a lot of time. And right. so you know, as a lot of, um, <clears throat> DC natives, have been moving out or been given vouchers, to you know move out of the city and like move into Prince George's County, Montgomery County, mm-hmm. and out in Waldorf and places like that. You know, there are not as many, uh, in certain areas. There's not as many like grocery stores and right. places Food deserts, where a yeah, lot. yeah, yeah, it's like we're moving out and you know, you might have to be able to buy a really big house for $200,000 but mm-hmm. like that value may potentially depreciate on your house for one and yeah. two, you got to drive into the city for everything. Right. And then right. that's the long commute time. So Big ups to you and your mom. It's <laughs> hey,
1: none of my doing. It's none of my doing. I'm just a recipient, you know, right. of, of the generation before me. So. And that's
0: a beautiful thing. Inheritance yeah. is such a big thing. It right. is, it's needed, especially in our community. So, inheritance of, of wealth and of equity. Yeah. Um, but so, anyway, okay, so you yeah. D.C. native. Right. Um,
1: um, and Georgetown, a lot of people don't know, the law school is actually on Capitol Hill. So... I it's see. right um, by the Supreme Court and by the Capitol. Mm-hmm. So when you talk about commutes, I bike to school, which is, oh, really I think, nice. something that's really cool for oh, me. Nice. It only takes me about 10 minutes to get to the law school. Um, I hop on. You'd be surprised. People don't respect bikes out here. And until I started no, being a bike rider. some of
0: rider, y'all job be right in the, just no, no, no. space. No, no, no. We got our own
1: lane, and it's not respected. <laughs> As someone who's switched from being a driver to a biker, I can get both sides. And... Look, I almost got hit a few times, but I wear a helmet. Be careful
0: out there, Doug. Yeah, you got to wear your helmet. Yeah, I
1: always wear my helmet, so, you know, but it is, Uh, it can be rough out here. Yeah,
0: I'm sure. Yeah, drivers aren't really in favor of the bikes, though, even though you all have your own lane now.
1: We do, most places.
0: (laughs) Okay, so D.C. native, and you're at Georgetown Law. Uh, Why law school?
1: Yeah, so, I mean, my, my reason has changed a couple of times, but I think when we, I went to Elon, you know, where you went as well. Mm-hmm. And throughout my time at Elon, I always had this interest in law. Um, I think first it was really for, I wanted to be a sports agent, you know, like law is a good background. If you don't play professional sports, you have to have this professional expertise to assist. And I played in high school, thought about playing in college, mm-hmm. ultimately decided to go to Elon and not play at like a D3 level. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was really the, the gist of it. And um, and then the more I learned as being a student in college, I joined Alpha Phi Alpha. Oh yes! Oh,
0: listen, Shout I out to the going alphas. There. Okay. I, was going there. I just I'm gonna tease it, it in that. there a little <laughs> bit, but
1: um, you know, service and being committed to your community and doing things that you can to uplift those around you. A lot of that is baked into not just Alpha, but a lot of the Greek organizations. And so, a lawyer, you know, is seen as a figure who can um, use that skill to better other people. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, law school always was one of those options on the table for me. Um, so yeah, that's one of the, to make a difference. And I thought law could be, help me make I'm that glad. difference. I'm glad, so
0: I'm so glad you're pursuing law. And do you happen to know um, like what profession you may go into with law or, or your area of interest? Cause I know, you know, people choose different focuses, like if it's education law or family law or public health, you know, so many places you could go with that.
1: Yeah. So I'm about halfway through. I'm still exploring my options and I'm sure we'll talk a little bit about business. But um, now that I've, what I really would love to do is fuse some of that social justice work that comes from learning the law um, and knowing the law to also have a business interest. Um, And so we think about things like social enterprises. um, There's nonprofit sector as well. Um, But at least for me, if I could do that in the for profit sector, but really be about the people. um, And so when I think about law school and everything I'm learning, I don't want it to just be lip service because a lot of businesses out here, um, it's popular to say, you know, I'm I have this social mission or this is what I'm trying to do to better everything. Um, But when I really get to study and learn these things, it's not me just throwing it on a tagline or something like I really know, Um, like sitting here with you. I had a class earlier today. I'm in race and American law at Georgetown and wow. my professor clerked for Thurgood Marshall. So like, there's so much knowledge. That is amazing. Yeah. And so it's like, I get to have this deep experience and then figure out, okay, how can I kind of creatively put my mark on it and then go out once I leave school to then do something biz- bigger. Um, and so I'm sure we'll talk a little bit more about business, but I'm looking at traditional routes as a lawyer to do that, but also how business could be kind of that outlet for me um and do something a little creative. So that's awesome. Yeah.
0: So you're gonna fuse, uh, fuse all of your uh, different areas of expertise into your passion, and I, I I love that. I think that's great. And so you are the co-founder of Bold Exchange. Yes. Um, and you actually got your undergraduate degree, your bachelor's degree in business administration.
1: I did. So that's I had awesome. um and a degree in business undergrad, uh, and also studied leadership and marketing. So it kind of makes a natural transition. Mm -hmm. Um, What Bold Exchange is, there's really two parts to the business right now. Um, On one hand, we help small businesses uh, create digital advertising campaigns. So if you think about um, Facebook, Instagram, you see sponsored posts every now and then. Yeah, probably a lot now. Yes. Um, And a lot of times, small businesses don't know that they have the tools already. And even if it's on a, a smaller scale than bigger businesses, they still can take advantage of some of these tools that exist. And so um, a lot of the companies that we worked with, not exclusively black-owned, but um, they have been sort of in that realm or other words. Mm-hmm. Other words, we call them under, underdog brands. So it's not only a particular different graphic, but they're really trying to punch above their weight, if you will. Um, and so we do help on one end with the digital advertising and really showing them all the things that they have at their disposal. And then the other half of the business, which I think is really the heart and core and that social justice piece is we're really looking um, to create a, a platform specifically for black entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. Um, And this kind of goes a step further. What we see is that um, a lot of black owned businesses don't have the resources to even have someone help them with marketing or advertising. That's that's a service. Um, And so (laughs) just anecdotally from our experience, we're like, okay, As a company, I'm a co-founder. My co-founder, excuse me, is black as well. It's like, well, we have a passion. Shout out to to Danny, Danielle Devins. She don't go by Danny for everybody. So sorry, I I let that slip (laughs) on the podcast. Um, But yeah, so we are trying to create a platform specifically for black-owned entrepreneurs while still doing the advertising on the other side. So um, this will probably air a little bit later, but we're actually running a Kickstarter campaign right now um, to help us with our platform that's going to be for black Black entrepreneurs. entrepreneurs. Um, Nice. So what is
0: that going to be? Is it going to be like an incubator or accelerator or a training program or partnership? Like what is, what is, what are you all thinking about or planning on doing with this group of black entrepreneurs?
1: So right now the Kickstarter is focused on an actual retail shop. Um, And so a lot of the businesses that we work with, obviously on the advertising side, have a product or something that they're Mm -hmm. trying to get to market. And a lot of times it's a great product, but they don't know how to distribute it. They don't know how to get the word out yes. um and so we've actually tried something before that wasn't as what well, we think sophisticated as this um but our retail shop we actually wanna hold the inventory um and we wow yeah, we wanna hold the inventory because what we've seen as supporters of black owned businesses and as a business that's tried to make that connection for supporters and the actual businesses themselves. There's a lot of times, um, you know, you don't know when you're going to get something. Uh, You don't know the quality. There's a lot of question marks. And so what we've been doing actually for this entire year, not selling anything, but we've reviewed more than 50 black owned businesses on camera um, as our way of just saying, hey, this product is great. I'm showing it to you. Like, this is all the ins and outs. We're not holding anything back. Like, this is really what it's like. And so with this, the retail shop, we want to take it a step further and say, hey, you've seen this. We'll do a write-up. We'll do a video. You can buy it and get it in three days or something like that.
0: Oh, that's amazing. Yeah,
1: so um the Kickstarter has been very exciting. It's, it's a lot of work, legwork. I'm sure. Um, but, you know, a, at the time we're sitting down here, we launched it five days ago. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, our ask was $10,000, and nice. we've raised 5000 in five wow. days.
0: Wow, <laughs> in five days?
1: Yeah, so we, <laughs> we're really blown away by oh, people coming out to support goodness. us, I think. Um, I check my phone. I'm trying not to check it too much to see who's been given. And but um, we've had about 50 people support us already. So hopefully by the time this podcast airs, it will have completed. You know, it's another 20 days or yes. so, um, and we'll have secured those funds. And maybe it'll be in the the description of the podcast that or something. Is but really, what we want to do is to do something like hold inventory. We know it's a leap, mm-hmm. um, and it takes funding, and that's what we're going after right now. Yeah. Is to to really help us have that foundation to then go from 10 to 20 to 30, whatever mm-hmm. it goes to and, and support as many as we can. That's awesome. Yeah. And you
0: are, so if you start holding inventory um, for your different clients, does that mean you also will be shipping them too? Mm-hmm. Very nice. Okay, We'll be shipping. Wow. So so you'll almost be like, <clears throat> so for Um, I noticed with t-shirts or not just t-shirts, but basically any products they have them what do you call them kind of like print on demand mm-hmm. or something. Uh, drop like shipping is what they call drop shipping yeah okay so they you know they the warehouse and then they they with the warehouses they store the products and right. then when people order they just ship them out yeah it's sort of kind of something
1: like that kind of like that um right now we're not looking as much into the apparel i think it could be you know our goal right now is to get to the 10,000 <laughs> that mm-hmm. we want and then really figure out exactly how we want to this platform to look whether that is the apparel that is created Mm -hmm. um or candles or you know skincare products or different things for men as well that's something that's kind of hard to come by is Mm -hmm. women y'all dominate everything (laughs) (laughs) y'all starting the most businesses y'all got a lot of products so um make sure guys are represented as well but it won't be us actually printing t-shirts or anything it will be okay you know we've already reviewed 50 businesses and i'm sure it won't We won't just support those. The idea is to have it much bigger. Mm -hmm. But it's to figure out some kind of partnership where they're sending it to us and we have a sense of what people are looking for. And then we're like kind of that middle ground to then say, all right, like we said, this is a real product. You can trust it and we'll send it to you. So really helping them. And that's
0: so important, you know, uh, establishing that um, trustworthiness and reliability. And with customers because once you once you get them hooked on it once they know that you know like I order it it's gonna turn around in a quick quick turnaround time it's a great product I I, I love it they're always gonna come back
1: right and I think for more that's one of the challenges with supporting black owned businesses right is like i I feel like this is my my personal belief that we don't give black owned businesses a second chance all the time in the way that we do for others mm. um and so or
0: a first chance at that
1: right uh, you're right, even <laughs> a first chance, but um, I can't say that we'll we can solve that, but at least in the way that we are you know dreaming of this platform, we can make sure your first experience. Is one that you want to come back you know it makes you want to come back and either shop or support that business Mm -hmm. or say hey this is a place where there's a lot of different things going on maybe i want to try this next um and it's like how do we get over that that hump of like not trusting you know the businesses um so that's something we really want to try to attack
0: that's awesome. Yeah. Well, you well, you and Danielle are definitely the ones to come up with a solution. Um, <laughs> hey, I appreciate that. And I saw that. So I actually interviewed, and you may already know this, I interviewed Shelly. I interviewed Shelly Bell of uh, Black Girl Ventures. Yeah. And she also partners with Google and does a lot of the... Um, pitch competitions and so, so i saw yeah. when you and danielle or was it danielle who it was her bold it was danielle. danielle pitched bold exchange i don't know if it was through black girl ventures but i remember seeing it online i was like oh that's shelly's thing No,
1: that was perfect and it then was you black all girl won ventures. we did and, and you that's, won so we ten thousand, um, right so it was ten thousand dollars including in kind um, donations. So next
0: time we're going to do $100,000. How
1: about that? <laughs> yeah, it was $3,000 in, in okay. cash. But then there wow. were other things that came up along with that. I see. I had to give Daniela a shout out because that was her first pitch competition ever. And, and she just killed She me. came in first place. And I know I was that's like...
0: right. So let's back up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Now, Bold Exchange. I love that name. And Exchange is with an X. Right. So tell tell us, one, how you all came up with the business why you decided this was important and that you should move forward with it, and what bold exchange, like where the name c- came from.
1: Yeah, so I'm going to walk you all the way back mm-hmm. to the beginning. Um, that wasn't our original name. Okay. So actually, kind of how it went went down, I, I go to Georgetown now, but a few years ago I was going to go to law school. I was going to attend Columbia for law school. Mm-hmm. Um, was very close, deposited. I'm glad you stayed local. Yeah. Well, me too now. My pockets are are glad too. Um, But so I really was set on it. Like I said, in college all the way through, that's what I thought I was going to do even right after college. Mm -hmm. Um, And I spent a little bit of time at a law firm and I was like, I don't know if this is going to be for me and decided to take a step back. Um, At that time, it was a, a huge decision in my life and not something that I think most people who are in my corner, who I really love and respect, they didn't really think that was the right decision for me. Um, but I did it anyway. And, they didn't um, think what was the right decision for That you? I should not go to, to Columbia. That I, they thought I should continue through. Oh, to
0: go to Columbia. Gotcha. Right. And
1: so I decided not to. And one of our good friends from Elon had a blog. And um, I ended up writing about that experience, like why I decided not to really... It was almost therapeutic in a way, but he asked me, like, this is this is kind of crazy that you're doing this. Do you right. mind opening it who, up?
0: Because who turns down Columbia? Yeah, it's like,
1: I really that's what you kind of dream for. Um, but I, I said, this isn't right for me. And so from that blog post, I had a lot of people reach out to me um, and say, hey, I'm having this really difficult decision I have to make. Um and I know you just made a really difficult decision. Will you just talk to me? Like just talk to me about That sounds your like another process. business
0: in the making or consulting. For well so yeah,
1: so that that's, decision makers. There you right, go. Right. I told you I was going You're all welcome. the way back to the <laughs> Going right. the way
0: back to that I like So it. no and and Danny is
1: actually Danielle is a journalist by trade. So she had mm-hmm. worked at Food Network, um, Brides Magazine. She had she was the journalist. I just wrote a book.
0: Meanwhile, is like twenty years old. Right, right. <laughs> like Danielle, like you guys are your minds is just it's so impressive to me.
1: But that's the thing, it's just She's it's so kind of snowballed. Both of you are. Yeah. But um, wow. So that... Hold
0: on. You've been hold on to that. Hold, <laughs> hold on to a good... When a man finds a wife, he finds a good thing. Yeah. So I, I think because
1: we know each other, we might have skipped. So Danielle's my co-founder, but she's also my girlfriend. We've yes. been, you know... The girlfriend and the, the relationship thing came before the business, which I think has been great. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, so we had this... The blog post happened. I said, hey, people are really resonating with this. I think, you know, you're the real journalist. Do we have something here? Could we create a platform to really tell stories that connect with people. Mm -hmm. And so from there, we actually started an LLC. We started a business, and it was called The Curators. Mm -hmm. And so the idea is that we curate our stories. Like we said, okay, if if Doug's story can touch other people, what if we find people that inspire us, interview them, and tell their stories? Like someone can connect the same way that they connected with Doug with someone else's stories. And so that was The Curator's purely just a writing project. Like I said, she was an actual journalist. I like to write too. So I was Mm -hmm. like, all right. Um, And what happened from there is a lot of business owners reached out to us and said, hey, I don't have a platform to tell my story. Would you be interested? And so we shifted from just telling stories about photographers and journalists and people who were in grad school to saying, okay, Maybe we can also be a platform for businesses. Mm -hmm. And so that was the spark where it's like the people who reached out were the business owners. tight. Um, And so then we said, all right, maybe we really do have something here in a different direction. And so that's where Bold Exchange came. It was like, okay, we're really evolving in what we do. And even though we had a focus on black, you know, interests, black creatives, we didn't want that to be in the title. So we said, all right, what we're doing. All right, because
0: we... you didn't want to necessarily limit it. Or, right, right. Or, make, or exclude folks. And I right. It.
1: So we said bold. You know, we're doing something bold. We're doing something we want to step into. We really believe. And then the exchange um, was an exchange of ideas, mm-hmm. an exchange of products, an exchange of, you know, just a lot of things where people meet and they come out with something that's even better than they had when they were separate. So that was our idea, bold exchange. I like that. Um, and we like dropped the
0: exchanging. I like you said, exchange exactly ID, exchanging
1: products, man. That's so, so tight. That's dr- dope. The X with no E. That was really just the URL wasn't open. Mm-hmm. Bold exchange with the E wasn't open. So we said, all right, <laughs> let's just drop that E, I love bold it. exchange, and it ended up looking X. really good. <laughs> exactly. People like Malcolm X, like I'm like no, no I it wasn't even. <laughs> it wasn't even that, but mm-hmm. you know, um. So but yeah, then bold actually
0: though too. It's kind of cool because, and you all may or may not have thought of this, like with an X, it's almost like a crossroads. Mm -hmm. And so people are coming from different locations and spaces and meeting each other in the middle. And Or exchanging ideas and, like, and then going back out their separate ways to share that, right? No, or I, you guys are sharing that information. Right. I never so, thought
1: of that, but you might hear it in a speech later, so I'm yeah. going to write it down. Listen, That's good, listen. reading yeah. the logo.
0: Get the little joint, <laughs> the X going. I'm telling you. Right. So I it's kind of,
1: but with the whole story, it's, like, almost serendipity. It's kind of, mm-hmm. like, one thing has just led to another, has led to another. It hasn't been, okay, this is what we're going to do, and then we're going to do that. We've kind of, like... Let it happen naturally, mm-hmm. which I think makes it even more of a blessing to kind of take a leap, take a leap of faith and really step yes. out there and see where you go. And it just so happens that every every step where it seems like we're going in the right direction, nobody really knows every but the man above. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so, I love yeah, that. Wow.
0: Bold exchange. And uh, like what. So tell us what services you provide um, for your clients and then someone who wants to. Get engaged with you um, or to, to learn more about Bold Exchange or set up a consulting, you know, set up a meeting, and informational interview or meeting with you, like how they would go about doing that.
1: Right. So, I mean, the best way would be to email me, doug at boldexchange.com. Mm-hmm. That would be the best way to get in contact. But really, we've, a lot of what we've done to this point has been us seeing or, or being exposed to a business and, and saying, hey, really love what you're doing. Um, for these reasons, I feel like. You know, you might be able to we might be able to help you, you know, amplify what you already do. Um, But now that we've grown a little bit, we are starting to get some of that inbound people saying, hey, um, I think you can help me with this. Like we're talking, I guess, about the advertising and the the client side. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, that's that's been a a little bit of a, a two way street right now. But something I will mention is we over the last year, we've built a newsletter Um, And so that's where we've been putting our our product reviews. Like I said, we review businesses. We find um, news from around the web. And we've been lucky enough to have that newsletter grow to about 1,500 people. Wow. Um, And it goes out every week. So every Wednesday we send out a newsletter. So to have that grow, that helps with some of that inbound. You guys are so (laughs) dope.
0: You guys are so dope. We're trying to get there.
1: We're trying to get there.
0: Oh, man. Bold and exchange. so yeah it,
1: you know it can be a little bit limited now because we haven't even talked about it. i am in law school so <laughs> there's mm-hmm. that whole the whole piece of of my day um and i think it informs the business and vice versa for oh me, i'm sure least. you
0: learn a like, lot like oh i can use that like oh yeah, yeah write yeah. that down write that down like
1: <laughs> exactly every day pretty much. <clears throat> and how
0: has law school been for you
1: yeah well law school is a grind i'm not gonna you know hide Mm -hmm. that that is of course you're studying hard you're learning so much and it's like you're trying to take in as much as possible Um, I'm sure a
0: lot of reading and writing a lot of
1: reading yeah a lot of reading I'm in the second year which is a little bit or a lot better than the first okay um but I guess for me it's I probably have a little bit less downtime than most students I, I think a lot of times it's said that you don't have any time in law school which is not true um but being that I'm really pursuing this business interest Um, I don't, you know, go out as much as a typical law student might despite having their work. Or um, I'm not taking any—I haven't taken any trips during law school. I've been here Mm -hmm. um, trying to get the business off the ground and do things like that. So um, it's okay. Like, I I don't have any leadership roles at Georgetown, which is weird for me, I guess, to say, Mm -hmm. coming from undergrad and and being president of Alpha and other things in Mm -hmm. undergrad. It's like I really had to consciously step back. So really at Georgetown, I I go— I take my classes. Um, I have friends who are in leadership now, so I help clean up events. If they need a panelist, I'll help them find somebody.
0: That's great. That's um, awesome. I'm a,
1: very much in a support role at Georgetown because my leadership has to go to the business.
0: Right, exactly. Um, so that's
1: a conscious choice I had to make. But it is time management. Um, and I think I tell anyone who's listening or anyone interested in law school, I think you should work for some time before going to school because having that two and a half years off... I can treat school like a job, not to, you know, demean or diminish what you learn. But it's like, okay, I got these hours to get X, Y, Z done. Boom. Like, I need to do it. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't have the time to procrastinate in the way that I did in undergrad. Right. No. Or um, (laughs) if I wasn't trying to also do a business in in conjunction. So I kind of, my priority teeters a little bit more. I say, Mm -hmm. like, I have to tend to the business and Mm -hmm. I got to really tend to the books. So it's like just trying to find a balance with that.
0: I got you. Yeah. Well, Doug, before we wrap up, I have to—I gotta make it, you know, put a little bit even more juice into it, hey, right? Go, go for it. Uh, so, how do you, um, in the midst of managing uh, t- time management, managing your your schedule with law school and your business, you also are in a relationship, so and Ooh. a long distance relationship at times. Yes. So, yes. how do you how do you all balance that and 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 you know? How do, you, how do you maintain and balance?
1: Yeah, I wish I had a... I mean, it's something that's always evolving or always mm-hmm. happening. Um, it's tough. Like, we've had periods where it's like when we... we Dan, Danielle's in Charlotte. I'm in D.C. for the most part. Mm-hmm. It's like when we see each other, business might be to the side. Like, we're mm-hmm. not going to talk about that. I know we're that's right. Um, and, you know, Danny definitely has set that rule sometimes where it's like, this is what we're doing um but you know we we FaceTime we call we talk text all day um that's and weird. so at least right now where we are um is see each other about once a month and I did spend the summer in Charlotte where she is nice oh, so it's like you've got to yeah you got to try to figure out how to um make it all work it's not perfect but i will say like um being in a distance relationship is hard but we care about it so much mm-hmm. that that's why we're still pushing forward um, That's great. So, yeah, oh, it's I love not it. Easy, yeah. Oh, I love this story. Shout you out to Danielle. Yeah, I wish she could be here. But...
0: I know. Well, we will bring Danielle back, and we'll have you both here together, so you can talk about, you know, all the forward movement and progress you've been making with Bold Exchange, because we definitely we have a lot of um, African American and. Um, black people of the diaspora that come here and interview on the show that listen and so we definitely want to bring you guys back so that Daniel will be here in person but um, Doug I mean the time has gone by so fast it really has we just touched the tip of the iceberg (laughs) when it comes to Bold Exchange and law school and and all the developments that are happening in you all's lives but tell us where we can find you again uh, tell us Bold Exchange's website and where we can find you guys on social media
1: yeah, so our website is boldexchange.com. dot com. That's bold, the letter X change like change in your pocket dot um, com, and you can find us on Instagram, all social media at bold underscore exchange, um, and again the best way to contact me is probably my email, um, Doug at boldexchange dot com.
0: I love that. I love it. Thank you, Doug. Yep, thank you. All right, we're gonna have you back.
1: Oh, I'll, I'll be ready. Let me know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited.
0: You are listening to WERA 96.7 FM, Arlington, Virginia. This is your girl Yazzie Speaks on Millennial Minds. Till next time, peace.